Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Karen Velthaus. She is the Executive Director of Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us today. For those of our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba, tell us a little bit about the organization and what it does in the community. So we are an organization that's actually been in um, Manitoba for over 50 years. Uh, and I do get a lot of individual or a lot of people saying to me, what, we've never heard of you before. Um, so we are an organization who works to promote um, advocacy, provide programming and provide awareness of learning disabilities in our community to employers, to you know, government officials, to families, to parents, Anyone who needs to learn about learning disabilities, we're here to support. Can you give us a little bit of an overview on some of the different learning disabilities that affect people in Manitoba? You know, I think one of the things I've been in this role now, Robert, for a couple of years, and one of the things I'm learning so much about learning disabilities is that it's one of those things that we don't talk about. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm really wanting to get out in front of this and to talk about it a lot more. So we know that there's between three and five percent of our population that are diagnosed with a learning disability. And that could be anywhere from kids who are school aged to I just recently talked to a lady who was 82 and found out she had dyslexia. Um, so, you know, for her entire life, she's been struggling with trying to learn and didn't understand why she couldn't. So again, undiagnosed, we've got a lot more of our population that are undiagnosed. So types of learning disabilities would be dyslexia, dyscalculia, which is like dyslexia, but with numbers, dysgraphia. ADHD is also not lumped as a, as a disability, but it is one of those comorbidities that go along with a learning disability. So, you know, anyone who's dealing with ADHD as well is having struggles in school to, to learn as learners would traditionally not be able to learn in a, in a class setting. Um, kids with ADHD are also struggling too. You mentioned that awareness of learning disabilities is, is something that really needs to get more and more out in the forefront. And this month, October, is Learning Disabilities Awareness Month. So I'm wondering if you can speak to what that means and uh, some of the things that the Learning Disabilities Association is doing as an organization to raise the profile of learning disabilities and help connect people to the resources that they need. I guess the, the biggest piece I want people to understand through this, this awareness campaign that we're doing is that individuals who are struggling to understand that they have a learning disability, as I said before, they might not even know. They haven't been diagnosed. There's a lot of mental health issues that go hand in hand with having a learning disability and not being able to learn, right? There's a lot of labeling that happens in school. Kids are, are really knowing that they're not um, the same as the other children in their class, and then they just start to internalize that. So it's really important for us as a society to start understanding that there are reasons that mental health issues start to surface, and having a learning disability is, is a large one. So it's important for us to bring awareness to learning disabilities, to start allowing families to have conversations and start looking at, you know, why is, why is my kid not doing as well in school? And I know we shouldn't compare children, but, but we do, right? When we're in schools, we, we do tend to look at what, what the curriculum is and if kids are meeting the curriculum. Chances are, if there's been you know, year after year of struggling, um, there is something at play and 
getting help sooner rather than later is uh, is really important. So having that awareness, talking about it in the community, um, helping parents kind of be that first look, I guess, at their children to say, you know, what's going on here? And and then taking that to schools and being an advocate. And and our organization then in, in, in turn being an advocate, you know, I just had a young lady in here today. She's in grade 12 and she's scheduled to graduate. And she told me that she can't read books higher than a grade four level. You know, and she's been struggling her entire life and was in tears the whole time in my office. So just understand or folks to be able to understand that they can learn it's just in a different format um, and helping them figure that out and you know getting a diagnosis is important so what we're doing this year is we're doing um, a virtual learning summit it was going to be uh, in person but of course through the the COVID days we've had to adjust and it's actually turned out to be a blessing because we have 166 people currently attending and they're from all over the world. We've got people from Australia, um, people from the Caribbean, Europe, but of course across Canada and also in Winnipeg. So really it's made me realize that this is something that's that's needed. You know, folks are kind of looking for information all over the world about learning disabilities and ADHD and how we can support individuals who have that. So that's a really exciting thing for us to be able to offer the community. You mentioned the importance of conversations in terms of ensuring that there's a a little bit more understanding overall. Can you share a few of the topics that will be up for discussion at the Learning Summit, some of the things that people might learn about? Sure. So one of our speakers is um, Dr. Jocelyn, and she is a pediatrician and a psychologist uh, in our city and um, is very well regarded in the medical community. So she'll be talking to families and professionals about ADHD and how to, how to look for that. Um, ADHD presents very differently in boys and girls. So you know, we, we're usually looking at kids that have ADHD to be mostly boys because they present very differently and it's easier to spot. So we'll be talking a, a bit about that. We also have Barbara Aerosmith presenting, who is the founder of the Aerosmith program that works to train your brain in different ways. It's to reform your brain. Um, she, we do a program here at our center called Aerosmith, and she will be coming to, you know, to talk about that program and, and how it can impact learners that have differences. Uh, and then we have Sharon Blady, who is going to be doing superheroes and superpowers. And um, Sharon is, a, is somebody who has been diagnosed with ADHD herself, um, has her child who um, has been diagnosed with a learning disability. So there's lots of um, insights she can bring families and parents and, you know, looking for the pieces that um, kids are able to kind of focus on their superpower, which is kind of what I did at Fast Pitch, right? We we talked about, um, I talked about superpowers at Fast Pitch and um, I didn't know Sharon existed in that format in terms of the the whole superhero thing. So it's really a, a nice dovetail from from our Fast Pitch event to the Learning Summit. Let's talk a little bit about your fast pitch experience. You were the first runner up. What are your reflections on on the overall experience and creating that pitch that, as you mentioned, has has kind of, you know, continued on even beyond the whole fast pitch experience? Well, first of all, it was it was probably one of the most uh, exciting 
things that I've ever done in a role as an executive director. And I've, I've been around for a while um, in a few different roles, but I can't even describe to you how much I appreciated just the energy that was brought about through the, the presenters as well as the coaches uh, and as well as the Winnipeg Foundation staff, it it really made us to be a cohesive team and made us feel like we could accomplish anything, really. I just felt so blessed to be part of it. I think the thing that for me, like my growth came in some humility that I brought to it, I guess, if you recall the sort of the first elimination that um, we weren't being eliminated because of, of the rules changing a, a little bit, but I froze my that night on stage and, and I could not remember my pitch and um, just getting back up on the stage after I, they, they allowed me to do it again. And, you know, I could have maybe not done it, but um, you know, I put, I put that aside, my pride aside, and I looked at humility in the face and got back up and, and did it again. So I think it, you know, it, it taught me even a little bit more inner strength as well. Um, you know, to get back up and, and try again. And I honestly was channeling the kids that I work with when I, when I did that, because I just think of every day when they go into a classroom and they struggle to learn every day and it doesn't click with them, they get back and they try it again the next day. And I couldn't not do what they do every day. So I really was kind of drawing upon their strength to, to get me to do that. It seems like such a long time ago that fast pitch happened because, you know, it was just before COVID hit us and, and we went into shutdown and lock up and all that stuff. I continue to connect with my coaches. Um, they are a, a piece of my life now that I will, that they're stuck with me now. They, they just need to know that. We bonded a lot. I truly enjoyed them. I would call them friends now and um, confidants and, and uh, you know, as well as my coaches. Um, so I just, it, the Winnipeg Foundation has done an amazing job with this program. I know that it's been offered a couple of times now, but wow, what, what an experience. And, you know, just being able to, to get up and sing the praises of an organization that you're proud to be a leader of is just something that I'll never forget. It's, it's going to be a highlight of my career for sure. If any of our listeners would like to attend the sessions at the Virtual Learning Summit that's happening this Saturday, so it's October 17th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Where can they go to get more information or to, uh, or to register? So on our website, www.ldamanitoba.org. Uh, on the homepage, there is an events tab. Uh, and on the events tab, it'll be a dropdown for Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T. And there's lots of information, more about the speakers than I've included today here, but, um, and then more about their topics. And after they register, a link will be sent out to them for that morning. And for people that they're interested in the topic, but they aren't able to make it that Saturday, will there be recordings available afterward? Absolutely. So still register and um, the link will be sent to you. But after the summit is over, anyone who has registered will get the link um, of the recording so that they can watch it again or, yeah, or watch it for the first time. So Great. So again, the website is ldamanitoba.org um, to learn more about the summit or to uh, to register as well. Thank you so much. Um, I've been speaking with Karen Belthouse, the Executive Director of the Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba. Karen, thank you again so much for speaking with me today. Thanks, Robert. 
Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. Thank you.